Welcome back to another episode of A Binary Life. My name is John Stevenow. In this episode, we're going to talk about just kind of uh, what it means to be free, I guess. Um, or I guess really the topic would be, would you trust someone else with freedom? Um, the reason I bring this topic up is because I was at uh, uh, San Francisco State University, SFSU, uh, today tabling with the Young Americans for Liberty organization. And... Um, Unlike most tabling days, which is where like you know students will come and they'll uh, hear about what the organization has to offer, sign up through their email, maybe pick up some material, uh, maybe ask one or two questions. Most of the people who came to our organizational table today were wanting to debate the ideas of of liberty. Now, I'm okay with people asking questions. I mean, I want you to ask questions. I want you to critically think and try to conceptualize all the ideas that you know, a young libertarian might, uh, conjure up. Um, I want you to challenge those because, you know, I don't claim to ever have the knowledge of what's best for government, but I have ideas that would po- probably make it run a little more efficient. Um, meaning either, uh, repealing programs or, uh, directing efforts in the right direction instead of just kind of spinning its wheels and, uh, causing a bunch of inefficiencies. Um, but people, as they came up to the table, were asking really good questions like, you know, the, the typical, where do you stand on this issue? What about, uh, fiscal stuff? What about social stuff? Are you, do you support gay marriage? Do you support gay rights? Do you support legalizing of marijuana or just drug reform? You know, are you, uh, fiscally responsible? So are you up for lower taxes? Are you for helping student tuition? Are you for these things? Are you against this and that? So a bunch of the typical, uh, everyday kind of questions that, which are, which are good. Because a lot of people have those everyday questions in their minds when they go forward to vote for candidates or policy that's trying to be instituted in their lives. But one of the things I didn't like about uh, my experience today was that when people were presented with an idea that would have given them more freedom or greater control over the individual aspects of their life, um, they were really um, in favor of it. But once it was extrapolated past their own personal ability to control what was happening, they had these cringing moments where they thought, you know, maybe that isn't good. Maybe government needs to be a part of this aspect of our lives to legislate morality, to uphold a citizenry to the highest degree, to make sure that other people don't abuse, you know, uh, some freedom that's been given to them. And it really kind of upset me. It was, it was, um, it was frustrating to have people say, Oh, I know that I can be trusted with this, but I I can't trust someone else with it. And my question to them was always like, well, why not? Do you trust a person to understand their own freedom, their own Liberty? And most people said in, in concept, yes, but in, uh, practice, no. And I just, I kept asking like, well, well, what's the reason for that? Why don't you trust me to make the best decisions for myself. And a lot of them would bring up examples like, you know, well, well, drugs, you know, the, if everybody was, had access to marijuana, you'd have people getting stoned all the time, getting in wrecks, hurting each other. And one of my favorite responses to arguments like that is, well, alcohol is legal. Uh, cigarettes are legal, but I'm not sitting here pounding back shots of tequila or chain smoking in front of you. You know, I, but I have the free will to do so. I'm of the age. I, um, I have no reason that's preventing me from doing that. So why am I not doing it? And 
then I, same thing I say to the other person. I say, well, why aren't you doing these things? You have the ability to be doing it right now. You could be completely hammered going to class, but you're not. And most people realize that as a, as an upstanding citizen, you have self-respect and you have the, you understand, you know, responsibility for your own actions. And therefore that understanding of yourself leads you to be a responsible, upstanding, quote unquote, moral citizen within the, within the, the societal balances. And, you know, then you could just take that to an extreme and I wouldn't say an extreme, but to other points, like a lot of people at this campus were against gun rights. Um, you know, saying, well, I trust myself with a firearm, but I don't trust everyone else with one. Therefore there should be no firearms at all. And I'm like, that's not going to solve the problem because if you take all the people who are law abiding citizens and you tell them, Hey, you know, we understand that, you know, you're not crazy and you're not going to try and hurt anybody, but you know, there are a few people who do. So we're going to take all guns and confiscate them. Well, what you're really going to do is take all the law abiding, safe, uh, citizens, take away their ability to defend themselves and leave criminals who are already going to own weapons and not give them to you because why why would why would they they're criminals if i'm already going to break a law why would i hand over a gun Uh, it just doesn't make any sense like if i'm if i'm a criminal why would breaking another law by not handing a gun over mean anything to me um so essentially all you're doing is just keeping citizens from being able to defend themselves by making these drug or not drugs gun policies that keep guns out of law-abiding citizens hands um, just in case they would need, you know, God forbid the one in a billion chance that they'll actually need to, to defend themselves. Um, so I don't know, it was just this weird, uh, dynamic. And it was, it was frustrating to have to sit there and kind of argue for everyone's liberty when people were telling me that they only trusted their own liberty and no one else with the, with, with being able to practice and have the conceptual understanding of what liberty is and to be the most, you know, self uh, respecting, upstanding quote unquote citizen within the system. And it was just, it was weird. It was very weird. And I don't know if I, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I'm like, Oh, well the, the young people are, are oblivious to these things, but I'm, I'm really upset with the fact that our, our current schools, schooling systems, um, kind of teach that the only solution to anything is more government intervention or more government control or oversight. And it's really a bummer because I see it brainwash people and I see it lead to them wanting more legislation, more intervention for the sake of safety. And, you know, those who look for safety but give up freedom, you know, deserve neither. And I think that on college campuses, at least, and you see that a lot now, an even more of a bummer thing from today, I'm, I'm taking the train back from San Francisco to Belmont and, uh, a group of high schoolers sit down in like the seats that are next to me and I'm reading and I just can't help but start listening to their conversation because I hear one of them say, you know, why didn't you take an Uber home? Because you live close to the train station and wouldn't that just be a logical thing to be able to go from point A to point B without having to get on the train? Um, I don't know. It was just like this. So they they introduced themselves into the Uber argument. And from there, uh, the person who they were talking to said, why would you ever take an Uber? 
They're unlicensed. They're not actually taxis. The likelihood of you getting hurt in one is way higher than you would if you had taken a taxi. You know, they're not reliable. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what are you talking about? This is somebody who's completely uneducated in the Uber story. I'm like, if you're a high school kid who's listening to the media tell them that Uber's bad, but in reality, you have more of a chance of being hurt by a taxi driver. And there's been more instances of taxi drivers hurting pedestrians and citizens um, or, or people who take their taxi than all of Uber instances you know, combined. You know, There's more problems with taxis in a month than all of Uber combined. And it was just really depressing to hear that this individual was was promoting the fact that Uber was bad because it presented competition to the taxi drivers. It wasn't licensed via a government bureaucracy. Um, there was one instance where they could recall that a Uber customer was harmed, and that was because of you know whatever the circumstances were. And then because of what the media has been saying about how it's taking jobs away from taxi drivers, they were just like, no, I'm not going to be a part of it. And I was just, it was so amazing to see even a high schooler who, I mean, I'm not saying that they should know everything in the world, but it was like, even high school kids are like for this government intervention and no competition. And I don't know, it, it was, it was again, this upsetting moment where it's like, you don't trust people with freedom to compete and, and, and try to improve the world in a way that, you know, may not initially be this, you know, the social norm, but over time would prove to be something that would improve the livelihoods of everyone around them. Um, so I guess my, you know, I guess I could ask a question to you before we run out of time is, you know, do you personally think, you know, that you could trust yourself with freedom or liberty, whatever you want to call it? And then in turn, could you trust everyone else in society with the same thing? And I really think that's something you need to reflect on. I personally think I can trust everyone in society with liberty and freedom. Thanks for listening, and uh, I'll talk to you later.